A charge to keep I have, a God to glorify, a never-dying soul to save, and fit it for the sky. Arm me with jealous care, as in thy sight to live, and O thy servant, Lord, prepare a strict account to give. time to play ball welcome to the podcast with no limits whether it be sports current events or random thoughts this is the place to step in and stay a while your host is a proud alumnus of rio hondo prep a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions welcome to the get home safe podcast and your host matt persima Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is a Monday morning edition of the podcast, so that means it's real Hondo prep football time. We're talking some CARES football here on the Get Home Safe podcast. We will have Coach Mark Carson joining the program as usual here. Upcoming, uh, real Hondo prep improved to 7-1 and one last week with a 7-1 and one Excuse me with it. It is early, guys. I tell you, I record this Sunday mornings. Uh, anyway, <laughs> try this again. Real Hondo Prep improved to seven and one with a 42 to 18 victory over Brentwood on the road. A little early start this week, five o'clock, little matinee, I guess you'd call it. Uh, so the Cares were victorious against the hosting Eagles on Friday evening. Uh, they outrushed. Uh, Brentwood 355 to 33 that was the story of the game for sure uh Jonathan Guerrero we talked about him last week he was on the show uh just did does it week in and week out 206 rushing yards and four touchdowns uh Gio Ortega his counterpart had a few touchdowns uh, himself a 95 yard kickoff return uh as well as 61 yards uh receiving so a very well, I can't say balanced attack. Jonathan did most of the damage there, but uh, Real Hondo Prep improves to seven and one uh, with a uh, another kind of a blowout victory. It got close for a second, but Rio did pull away. So a great road win. The last road game of the season for now. They uh, will host uh, Rancho Christian and Viewpoint in the next few weeks, and we will get to that. But today we're going to recap the game. We are going to answer some questions from some listeners two voicemails happy about that as well as another uh, question written in for coach Carson that hopefully we can get to uh, I think Mark wants to break down a few plays so we'll, we'll try to do that with this new computer of mine and at the end of the episode we're going to be joined by another senior I know you guys have really liked this the past few weeks we are going to be joined by Royal Young He's an offensive lineman. He's a defensive lineman. He's uh, on special teams. He's a, the man in the middle, plays center, I, just uh, a force to be reckoned with. So we got one of them linemen on, my, my kind of guys. I love it. So we're going to talk to him about the win on Friday and just what uh, playing, uh, you know, both ways for real Hondo prep football means. Most guys do play both ways, but the defensive line really did have an outstanding uh, evening at Brentwood. So I thought, what better way? to uh, honor those guys than to bring on one of the uh, the better linemen on the team in Royal Young. So can't wait to, to chat with him. And then uh, Coach Carson first, of course, with some questions, but then we'll learn a little bit about one of the main men in the trenches there in Royal Young, another senior, which is uh, something that has been a lot of fun for me the past few weeks here on the Get Home Safe podcast. So let's not uh, burn any more time, burn any more daylight, I should say. Let's get into our weekly conversation, recapping the game, and looking forward to uh, the uh, next week's opponent with head football coach Mark Carson. Well, I'm joined again by the head football coach of Real Honda Prep, Mark Carson. And you know what, Mark? I'm in a great mood. I'm in a great mood. Uh, the Rams play today. They're 4-1. The Dodgers, well, they're at least in the NLCS. Uh, hockey has started. Go King, go. But you know what I'm <laughs> most happy about? Real Hondo Prep is back in the win column with a 42-18 uh, with to 18 victory over Brentwood to improve the 7-1. and one. Good morning, Mark. How are you this morning? Uh, great, Matt. Feel the same. Echo all your sentiments there. Um, not a huge hockey guy, but um, I appreciate the uh, shout out to hockey. And uh, yeah, it's great that sports world is back and everything's going. Um, great to get back in the win column. That uh, loss last week had um, interrupted a 19 game 
uh, regular season winning streak for RHP football. And um, I can't remember the last time we lost two regular season games in a row. So um, to get back in the win column was huge last week or, or Friday night. And uh, glad to be here this morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, of course. You know, Mark, I, I've been doing this podcast to, man, a, a while now, uh, over a year and a half maybe. And, you know, I, I've done, I've tried a lot of different things. I, I used to interview people daily when it was, you know, when we were on lockdown mode and then yep. I switched to three days a week. And then I talked some Rio sports here and there. Uh, I've had, still have some great interviews on Fridays that I'm excited about, but this really Monday morning podcast with the Rio football program has been special for me. And just looking at the views really on YouTube, I got to tell you, we, we've got ourselves a fan base, man. We're getting 120, 150 views just on YouTube alone. So uh, this thing is growing. It seems to be popular, uh, not just with, um, you know, with, with the, the, the team right now that we're, you know, your players and family, families and things, but it seems to be popular with the alumni. Hey, that's awesome, man. Congrats on that. Um, and hey, you, you got a lot of us, uh, you, you helped get a lot of us through the pandemic when you were doing those days. So <laughs> um i'm serious man those were crazy times and and uh i think it meant a lot that was a it was a virtual gathering place for a lot of people and it was important and uh uh what this is our families the kids obviously the players and their parents um but even the their extended families i think they uh they think it's big time they get to be on a podcast and they like sending it out and they just think it's a really cool thing so uh we really appreciate it and oh, thank man. you for everyone and watches and listens and so forth it's it's a blast to do you and i've talked a long time about you know you know what how does how's real hondo prep got to you know be a cut above people what what's an advantage what are some different things that we can do and and promoting the program we've always talked about that so i feel like this is a great opportunity and a way to do it you know maybe something that not other people are doing so we're going to keep doing this talking with you mark weekly during the season uh we have another great senior on the program today, one of your your top linemen, Royal Young, who had himself yep. a, a nice evening on Friday. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. So um, uh, let's talk about the game first. Mark, we got questions for you. I mean, this is big time stuff here. We don't have any commercial breaks or anything, but you know, we're we're we're, we're getting right there. So uh, I got all kinds of stuff to get to some plays, but let's first uh, kind of recap Friday night. Took your uh, last road trip of the regular season. And you guys, early start, 5 o'clock, take me through uh, game day, if you will. Yeah, early start. Uh, had to get to the west side of town, so you never know, especially on a Friday, what time you're going to get there and stuff. Um, so we had our uh, team meal on the bus. Uh, parents who do a great job with all our food and all that. Um, had sack lunches and um, for the guys. And so they ate at lunchtime and then ate about an hour later on the bus ride. Uh, bus ride was relatively smooth getting there. So we got there in plenty of time, able to kind of uh, do a normal routine. Um, their locker room that they had for us wasn't quite ready. It was a, <laughs> a covered volleyball courts at the, um, I guess that's the east end of the field. And uh, their middle school was practicing in there. So we, they, uh, their coach, who's a good guy, great guy. He texted me on the way over. Hey, um, we have to figure something else out. So I'm like, hey, we were planning to dress in the bus in case we hit you know, Friday Armageddon traffic anyway. So, um, and our bus has air conditioning. So we just changed in the bus and then, and then went down to the field and did our normal routine and, um, got off to a great start on the game, had a good crowd there. It was great. Beautiful campus down at, at Brentwood, you might imagine, and a fun place to play. You sound like a football coach, man. You got contingency plans. I like it. You, you've done this a long time. You know uh, to cover things that just in case, right? Just in case scenarios. Just in case, and it happens. The just in case happens. So <laughs> the stuff behind the scenes for sure. Uh, so no traffic. That's good. I've done that drive many times over there to uh, West LA. Uh, Pre-game food, the sack lunches. That's awesome. So uh, Brentwood, it's been the same field a long time. Did they bring in portable lights or kind of, I saw the bleachers still weren't very, very big for our visiting fans and such, but were those portable lights or, or permanent lights? No, they have permanent lights and okay. it's, uh, I think their artificial surface is uh, two years old, um, track around it. And, and then, you know, you just look on that, uh, whatever it is, East end or West end zone. You have the Getty center looming over you. Uh, <laughs> it's just really cool setting and their campus is, is amazing. So yeah, they've done a good job kind of building up their football program and uh, their facilities and stuff. So it's kind of, it, it was fun to play there. 
Yeah, yeah, it's on the backside of uh, Jackie Robinson Field, I think, where the uh, UCLA baseball team plays. Nice little, nice little ballpark there. If you haven't yeah. had a chance to go watch a game, that's a cool pl- spot for a game. Uh, so, so Mark, forty-two to eighteen. I, I thought, um, you know, to me, offensively, it seemed like you guys were really spreading the ball around early. I mean, it felt like everyone was getting a touch. Randy was really using, utilizing everybody. And then of course, as happens with most nights, Jonathan Guerrero, again, we talk about him every week. uh, (laughs) He he just absolutely took over, but I, but that's the first few plays. I was like, man, Randy's really using everybody here on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. We script those first 10 plays. And so um, he, he likes to probe the defense and, um, show them different looks and, and see, you know, how they're going to defend us. And then it's really like, all right, that's how you're going to defend us. Now this is how we're going to attack you with, uh, with our run game, basically with JG. And, and uh, they loaded up the box as, as most everyone does. And um, Damien hit some night, had some nice throws to um, uh, several different receivers, which was good and, and making them pay to um, load the box like that. So it was really good, really good game plan. Uh, one turnover, in the second half, but other than that, it was solid. And, um, you know, use clock. We wanted to use clock. Um, it, it was good. Typical Jake, real, real fashion, mate. You guys outrushed them 355 to 33. That is not a typo. That is uh, <laughs> dead on. Uh, just yeah, offensively. I mean, I saw you guys, you guys threw in a little hook and ladder in, in the middle yeah. of the game in a non like uh, emergency yeah, no, situation. That was interesting. Yeah. Pretty, a pretty safe hook and ladder, you know, it was, yeah. it was like a 10 yard throw and then a, a little toss, but, um, yeah, again, just, just keeping the defense, um, honest really, man. And, and making them respect, respect the whole field and play the whole field. And, uh, Randy does an awesome job with that. Oh yeah. We, every week we've talked about that, how, how uh, good of a job he does the, the O-line. I mean, to me, when you, the, for for the first 10 plays of a game, like scripting uh, plays offensively, it's always been interesting to me because you have kind of what you want to do. You're, you're probing the defense, as you say, but sometimes things don't go as planned and you find yourself yeah. in third and 10 and it's like, okay, which one of these, you know? So it, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's definitely a science that uh, I'm glad Randy's at the helm there. Yeah. Uh, defensively, Mark, um, a very big night for the defensive line. You guys got pressure all night. Um, you you a lot of lot of sacks uh let's see eight sacks six i think six okay uh paul elena and calvin johnson uh led you guys defensively with six tackles each and mccullough had uh five and a half he seemed to be chasing the quarterback all night yeah a great night on defense um they spread the ball around did a good job and um uh with that their qb credit him for sticking in there and, and taking some shots. I mean, he went one time, he went flying out of bounds. He literally flew when McCullough hit him um, <laughs> on one of those fourth downs. They called a, a roughing the pass room and they hit him right as he threw it. But, but it was uh, credit to them. And um, but I thought our guys, in, in addition to, to getting pressure on the QB, they also really limited their ground game, which was almost non-existent. And, and um, you know, my one disappointment was we didn't get a pick. I thought we had a couple times where we, we were right there and, and we just missed it or um, didn't have a good enough break or whatever. But um, the defense did, did a great job as well and um, did a good job getting off the field. Just re- really wish we would have had a few more turnovers. Yeah. And uh, those were there for the taking. I think I think it was Jade Sanchez. Uh, Jade, yeah, I think he he had a pick that he dropped. He probably got wide eyes because he only had like nine yards to go for a touchdown. He would have walked in the end zone. Yeah, poor guy. yeah. <laughs> on that screen, he read it, did a great job, and he literally could have walked into the end zone. Yeah, like yeah. he. <laughs> hey, Jaden's an awesome player, and there was no one more upset than himself. At, oh yeah, himself. we saw that. Yeah, yeah, we saw that definitely. He he, he was yeah. mad. So uh, he'll. Get one next week, Jaden. You, you'll get it, man. I, I promise you. Great read, though. He was great reading reading the ball as always. Um, but just uh, you know, what impressed me, Mark, again with the defensive line. Now, without giving trade sequence away, to me it looks like when your D linemen they look like when they when they lock up with a with a, a blocker, basically they're locked up and they're reading here. They're not. They're they're just trying to not be turned one way or another. I mean, is that Todd? Is that kind of technique with you guys? Stand up the blocker and just kind of read without uh, you, without him turning you, because that's what ultimately uh, opens lanes for for runners is for the blocker to be able to turn you and the runners to go off his back. Yeah, well, it depends, um, and it actually kind of varies on on how they're involved. If, if there's a linebacker blitzing with them, 
Um, if there's a linebacker blitzing, we're trying to, you know, knife through gaps, then we actually want them to get through that gap and, um, and get to the backfield, get in the backfield. But uh, it just depends. Obviously, they're, they're going to, you know, the offense has a plan too. And yeah. so, yeah. And try to um, pull you down. And so when they do that, yeah, it, it's, it's, then it turns into a, um, a read situation where they're trying to get off the block and, and then make a play, um, run play, not getting too high, stay on the line of scrimmage, just run down the line of scrimmage as opposed to what we call fish hooking where you get too high, then turn around and run. And um, so they're trained all that. Coach Corsini does a great job mm-hmm. uh, with these guys. And uh, he's our D line coach. And, and, um, this is a, a, an unusually special group with with our three big dudes up front who are all good size and, and can run. And so, um, I would say they're the, they're the strength of our defense, uh, our D line this year. Definitely, yeah. McCola had a big night, of course, uh, but uh, Paul Elena does a great job in there. Uh, Royal Young, who's again on the program today. I, all these guys, you could tell. Uh, they got a, they got a different motor, a different motor, yeah. really. You know, and and you don't see that too often where you you end up running by the ball as you know as the 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 yeah. shotgun that gun run kind of as you you're trying yeah. to get pressure and you end up running right by it fish hooking as you would say so uh royal's going to be on the program later uh what what can you tell me about him and what do you think of his performance yeah he had a great night i think we're going to break down one of his sacks um later uh, great night great guy um super intelligent um is a uh you know 4.0, 3.9 range type type student, and um, he's a great family, and just a lot of fun to coach. You know, he's all about it, and he's, um, you know, super humble, but but he loves playing it. It's like, you know, I remember him coming off the bus or coming out of the locker room multiple times uh, this year, even, and is saying, "Man, it's so much fun! It's so much fun!" And he's just having so much fun out there, and so it's really uh, fun to see that. Um, from a guy, you know, he plays O-line, he's our center as well. And um, so he's right in the middle of the action. And, and for a guy to play O-line and D-line, think about it, you're getting hit or hitting every play. Mm. And, you know, 100-plus plays in a game, think about the toll that takes on you. you got to be tough uh, mentally, obviously, and then and physically and mentally, obviously. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can't wait to chat with him. It should be fun. Um, another great uh, – one of your great seniors – on the team the you know there there's been a few and it's been fun chatting with these guys uh, every week mark the elephant in the room is uh the penalties now look as a former official i can speak on this because i have some uh experience in officiating and um i watch the officials very closely um so i i we're not here to talk about the officiating necessarily uh but mark 17 penalties now if you if you if, if we want to take away some really bad calls, which there were, and, and I will say there were, um, that still is double digits in penalties and yes. it's, yeah. it's still a problem. That's a problem. We're averaging, you know, we average 5.5 a game. And so to get 17 is just, um, ridiculous. And that's a hundred percent on us. Um, uh, you know, the false starts, that's not the official's fault mm-hmm. or, or encroachment penalties. <laughs> that's not the official's fault. Fourth and, and so, four, uh, Mark. I know you guys were at fourth and four, and you go offside. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that can't happen. Yeah, yeah it can't happen. And, um, you know, penalties of aggression, you know, when you're the more aggressive team, sometimes you're going to get some, and, and you got to live with that. But um, the undisciplined penalties is something that, that we're going to make a, a point of, obviously, uh, when we get together for film on Monday, Monday after school, and, and the guys get it, and to, to win – you know, play championship football, you got to be clean uh, penalty-wise, knowing that you're going to get some penalties of aggression, that's going to happen. Yep. Um, but after that, you got to you got to be disciplined to play good football. So the guys know it, and, and, you know, like I said, our goal is under five a game, and we're at 5.5, and um, that's um, – unfortunately, this is going to bump our average way up. So, <laughs> so I mean, um, it can't always a, be – you can't always have the – oh, the refs were bad. You can't always have yeah. that excuse. I mean – yeah. I, I will say that the, especially the past few weeks, yes, it has been bad. And guess what? It's going to be officiating. It's not going to be solid all year. There's a shortage of guys. I've talked about that. And anyway, yeah. uh, not your word. Those are mine. Uh, but uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, the guys have to understand that they, I'm glad that they do that. You're telling them that, that they can't just be all oh, the refs are bad. It's like, no, we got to control. What we can control. Exactly. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. And, and, 
we got to make it good or bad that you can't leave the game in the officials hands, no matter what, hmm. you know, you can't expect them to make a call for you when, the, when it's on the line or against, you know, it's, it's, they're neutral. They're going to just do what they do. And then we got to um, make sure we're doing everything we can control and, and taking care of business. So it doesn't, doesn't matter, you know, and it didn't, didn't, didn't affect the outcome of the game Friday, no. you know, it's like, so. No, no, no. Okay. So we'll clean that up, coach. That's good to hear. We'll That's clean it good. up though. RHP right. family, we'll clean it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Mark, let's, let's break down a couple plays and then we have some questions from some alumni three to be exact. So uh, we, we're very busy this morning. Uh, let me see. Do we want to do players first? Yeah, let's do, let's do the plays first while we're on that. And then we'll talk yes. about the, uh, the state of the program and such. Okay. Let me see again, Mark, you know how, how much I mess these things up. Uh, okay. Screen. Technology Here we go. <laughs> the technology. Th- okay. You got my screen. Okay. All right. So, uh, Oh, I got to go back. I'm sorry. So we're going to first look at, uh, we, we, you know, you and I, we're defensive guys. We start with the yep. defense, of course. So we're going to start with a defensive play. Uh, looks like a first and 10 situation here. Spread look, of course, uh, to receive the quad two receivers, each side first yep. and 10 at the 35 going in. So, uh, I'll let you, uh, go ahead and chat. Yeah. Big part of the game game was still, in, uh, in doubt here and um this is our our four-man front which we call our base front we don't play it a lot but we like to give different looks we have a four-man front here and you're going to see a stunt inside with our two um inside players it, i believe it's paul or no it's um yeah paul and royal and um paul Lane does a great job taking on two defenders which frees up royal who comes comes in on the left side and sacks the quarterback and um you know it's it's something that you wouldn't notice probably to the blind eye or um just watching the game yeah right in here right inside and um when you're sunning or or bringing extra pressure uh the idea on the backside is just just take away that initial throw and hopefully we get home and and so our, our coverage on the backside wasn't great but good enough to make the qb you know stop in his his rhythm and uh, Royal, who's a great athlete, um, he's, he's on our volleyball team as well, great athlete. He gets, gets home with the QB, and it, it was a big play. So now they're, in, now they're in what we call disaster downs, you know, second and third and long, and, and uh, Royal does a great job in there. So I just thought our, our fan base would like to see that. Um, that's stunt on the inside and uh, finishing off. And our, our two, two guys playing the edge, Ryan down, down at the bottom of the screen and Ray up top, do a great job, you know, kind of collapsing the pocket. And then Royal comes around. Paul takes on two, two offensive linemen, and Royal freed up. and uses that athleticism and his strength to go uh, wrestle down the quarterback. And, and that QB was a big guy. And, yeah. um, you know, something to say to, about Royal, he's been a great, great guy in the weight room. And, and his work in the weight room has gone, gone from like a you know, skinny, gangly guy to a, a really fit, strong uh, football player. And uh, so that's paid off and it's just fun, fun to see that hard work pay off and uh, that technique and the, the execution of that stunt is something that, again, go to credit those guys and coach Corsini who works with the D line and uh, get some, get some executing. Well, well, Mark, Paul Elena does an outstanding job here because you're expecting him to get two guys. I would argue he, he, he might have three. He, he takes three blockers here. Yeah. It's three guys on him and no one picks up a Royal. So, Paul Elena, I mean, he, uh, Royal, you need to buy your man a soda or something here because <laughs> Paul Elena won two. And then the third guy can't get around yep. to, to get to, pick to up Royal. Royal. I mean, yeah. Yeah. just perfect execution there on the middle stunt. So, uh, great job yeah. there, fellas, Paul Elena, yeah, outstanding play and Royal. That's a big time tackle Mark. So yeah, great play. Um, uh, design there. What, what would you call that? Just a middle stunt or do you have a special name for it? You know, no we have trade. a special name. So every, every player on the field has a letter. Right. Okay. And so those those two players are E and N. And so our stunt there is a, a knee stunt. That's it. OK, you know, it's simple. But yeah, we, we so we single in a knee. And, and does, does it do you do you mix up who goes first or they kind of decide that communicate that? Yeah, they communicate that. Um, they communicate that based on on their feel and who they think um, can get home. And, and yeah, so we leave give it sometimes we give a little autonomy to the players and let them kind of figure that out. And they like that. And it had to happen there. I mean, he had the, he had a receiver here in the flat 
kind of, yeah. uh, they, they motioned to that side. So it ended up being trips. Um, and it looks like you guys are in a zone of zone there. Didn't go with yeah. the pump out with the motion, but it wouldn't have gone for much. The coverage is there. If yeah. he, he can't throw, he can't throw here. He can't really throw here unless, he, yeah. you know, and you got, you, uh, what I like is all the secondary guys eyes are in the backfield. It looks like, right. Um, so right. no, really, really well executed play there. Um, okay. Let's go to the offensive side of the ball. Mr. Jonathan Guerrero. We might even look at, uh, at both of these plays. Um, <laughs> he really, uh, again, had a, had a great evening. Of course, it's just, I feel like we keep repeating ourselves yeah. <laughs> stuff, but kind of a new, a new play here that I haven't really seen this season. Um, some RHP fans might not, uh, might remember this play from the similar play, I should say from yeah. the 20, 2000, Four championship yeah. game, a fourth down play that uh, yeah. those Bobcats that, stopped us. That we didn't get in. Yeah, you're right. If only their corner would have followed the motion like this guy does. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. my brother, Sam, uh, was a left tackle. He hates this play because <laughs> it makes the lineman look bad. You got to kind of fake out the guy. Anyway, uh, yeah. what do we have here? I didn't see. Okay, down in distance. Okay, I got first and 10 at about the 30-yard line going in. So, oh, I drew something. Yep, there. duck 39. Um and so we're, we're motioning across with Geo, uh, which draws. You see that defender on him kind of looks in no man's land, like, what do I do? What do I do? And, um, yeah, something that we hadn't shown a lot of, so they didn't have, have ready for uh, their scout preparing for it. And uh, Tackle does a great job getting outside. Or that's, is that, that's uh, Calvin, the tight end, gets outside. We fake the run to the right, right? Um, and even our fullback goes to the right. So this is pretty, this is naked, man. JG's out there by himself just with the tight end. Calvin pulling around, but all the action's going to the right. Good fake there. And then a beautiful toss in stride to Jonathan, who gets the edge. And then Jonathan does what Jonathan does. You give him the edge, you're in trouble. Calvin with a great job, job blocking here. And Jonathan cuts back. But um, if you want to watch it again, just watch the defender on this side who. Who looks totally lost, and that's all scheme. That's all um, Randy, our OC, and Dave Drain, by the way, who who assists with the offense, does a great job as well, helping with our scheme and blocking. Um, you see that corner who's on Geo, and he goes, and he's literally you can almost get inside his helmet, like shaking his head. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then, oh, too late! And <laughs> he's a fast, he was a fast player, but he could not get there. And then JG cuts back and right scores. Here. Oh, yeah. oh, oh no over here yeah but uh yeah. excellent effort from calvin johnson blocking downfield and what's interesting here mark is that well jg finishes runs uh better than anybody but you, you're seeing these concepts a lot at other levels of football is this whole concept of you know you guys do it a lot a lot of misdirection with motion and everything you really it, it, if you manipulate the eyes of the linebackers it, it frees them for it make makes them freeze for just a second it's almost yeah. like uh, another block so you got the motion yep. here all the action is to the to the uh to the right and then yes. you got a pitch out to the left and as you mentioned with damien on this play as a former quarterback this is not an easy pitch because your kind no. of momentum is going the other way and then you got to flip right. it out right yeah it's it's the ball handling is not easy and um but yeah you you freeze the linebackers for a second or half a second and, and with jg speed and we're so close to the line of scrimmage already it's you know, it's too late and they're not even in the picture linebackers, There's no linebacker in the picture. And it's just, he's gone. And uh, one, of, one of the cool things about our offense makes it so unique and so hard to defend. Cause yeah, if you don't, if you don't respond to geo, who's our fastest player motion, it's like, okay, then, you know, and he, he did beat him on the edge a couple of times for big, big chunks. It's like, you gotta, you know, pick your poison. <laughs> and so, but yeah, not easy to execute. Damien does a great job. Calvin with a great block and yeah. And Paul Elena, again, coming, you know, just doing the dirty work, man. It's that yep. first step. You know, you got, yep. you, you got to get outside those guys just almost like to screen them and then to get yep. downfield. So uh, yeah, that first step's important on this play to just, you, again, get get inside them, make them think it's going one way and then get around them, break that contain and we're right. off and running. It's fun to see, fun to watch. Oh, no doubt. Uh, okay. Let's get to another JG run, uh, a, a power, power football kind of play. Uh, yeah. The offense, this, Look at we give Jonathan Guerrero a lot of credit here, uh, but but I got to tell you the offensive line, everyone else on this play, uh, yeah, this really is, opens up a huge watch, hole. Yeah, watch the O line, and it's our bone formation, which we do a lot down at the, the goal line, and um, 
but you just watch the push and the get off, which is again, you know, so you got Paul, Lena, Royal, Jaden, um, Colby, Ray Montez. It's just a great group. And then Calvin at tight end, um, our receiver, Armando Carvajal playing X right there. And it's just like a wall of, of Rio <laughs> wall of white jerseys. And, um, you know, it's just, just watch the get off, how they fire off. Watch this full speed. Here we go. Yep. Boom. Boom. By you on their back. power football. One thing that everyone's always surprised when they hear Ronald Prep and, oh, small school does well. And then they're always surprised the, the level of physicality we play with. And it's just like, well, that's football. You know, it's just like there's really only one way to win football games. And you have to be physical and aggressive. And and I don't care if we're small, big, whatever, you have to do it. And so um, our guys kind of – it's ingrained in them. Like you can't be tiptoeing around out there. You have to go hit, whether it's offense or defense. And um, I think that's always the shocking thing to, to people who don't follow us a lot is just how physical we play and uh, how hard we hit. Uh, you know, obviously it's all in scale on our level, but it's – it's uh, this play just typifies it right here. Oh, big time. I remember this play and going, man, that, that is, that is wearing a team down. That's just a nail in the coffin type of play. I mean, you got Ray Montez and Ryan McCullough going through the hole mark. They got nobody to hit your yeah. linemen have cleared everyone else out. They're like, Hey, who yep. do we got? We can't. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so we're getting like seven bodies at the point of attack. Yeah. And then you got Jonathan Guerrero who's, uh, you know, hard to find. And so, it's like they can't find him and there's no, you know, and he just, he does such a great job reading blocks and, and getting in there. So it's awesome. You got Colby. the defense literally on their heels here. Uh, yeah. I mean, two, two plays that really are, are polar opposites. Really. You got the power yeah. run game here and then the misdirection outside game on the other play we looked at. So right. uh, yeah, a lot of diversity with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, it's a, we're run-based offense, but it's not a simple scheme. It's a very, very intricate, complex scheme, and guys got to really know what they're doing and, and um, be able to execute a lot of different looks and a lot of different uh, from, from a lot of different formations. And and it's it's really fun to watch. It's a uh, yeah, it's a really cool offense. So, well, we love those uh, special teams uh, when they are special, of course. And uh, we had a big special teams play for you guys. Again, Gio Ortega, another kick return. He, he thought he he thought he'd try out a kickoff return uh, for a touchdown yeah. this week rather than a punt return. So, Mark, a little bit of little bit of history here, old football with the buck lateral. I noticed you guys are doing yep. so. Dusted it off, and um, we've had it ready, but no one will kick deep to us. And uh, someone, and we thought they might because their kicker's really good. I think he had two field goals. You know, he's a good kicker. We thought they might kick it deep, so let's get it ready. And again, Gio just needs a, a few steps to get to get past the. Uh, kick return the cover team and um the fake did it and it's something that we've been working on all season and and someone finally kicked it deep to us and there he goes and this was cool a cool answer after they scored to start the you know in the third quarter this was a cool answer to kind of like say no 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 you're not going to get back in this game yeah uh ed drain who, who who coordinates our special teams did a great job here uh setting this up and the fakes and everything and and uh, it, it was cool. It was fun. What's interesting is, is you're, again, we're taking blockers away from a potential return and making them into, um, you, you know, yeah. they're masking. They're trying to fake, fake out right. the defense. So you got, who is this? Uh, McCole is going back there. McCole with his back to the play. Yeah. Back and to the play. Gio receives it about the five. He comes forward. It, he it, he it, fake handoff to McCole. Right. Good fake. Then he hides it behind his hip, and it just slows the slows the coverage team down a little bit. And McCullough does the fake toss to Calvin coming around, and they so they go a little bit to the right, and that's all. G, that's all Geo needs. And he's gone. Fake to McCullough, fake to toss the other way. Again, the defense. Anytime you see them put on the brakes like that, and like, uh oh, <laughs> the ball's going this way. Uh, yep. Again, one more time. Fake handoff fake the pitch and he literally runs by three guys are in position mark to make the tackle here yep and this is good they, deal they don't know he has the ball and yeah oh no. their, their eyes are somewhere else and you can't get inside their helmet right watching film but i think their eyes are somewhere else and the time by the time they figure it out it's too late yeah you can kind of yep. see that because their feet change direction yeah like oh oh no and he's by it Again, sometimes that's why 
the importance of fakes. I talk to quarterbacks and all the time, like it's not just a go through the motions. You've got to execute because yeah. if you can fool one guy, sometimes that's all it takes. Yep. Hey, how about Brett Wood, though, with the American flag on the field? Love that. Oh, I absolutely love that. I saw that uh, both ends of the field. Yeah, right here, this big, giant American flag. Uh, uh, outstanding, outstanding. Uh, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, it seems to be uh, going away these days. But, yeah, that was uh, re- really cool. I did notice that, too. So, uh, well, good stuff, Mark. Good stuff on the um, fun, yes. on the plays there. That's always fun. I got a better computer now, so I think the quality is, is much Working, better. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, we do have some questions I want to get to. Uh, far away. Before you got to go from uh, our good friend, John Lee from the class of 92, I believe uh, John Lee wrote in and he said, I want to know how much game film is mixed in, which coaches, what coaches are looking for, uh, you know, tendencies and how, and, and how much do the players digest it? I mean, they're, they're, they're teenage kids. I mean, are they, are they int- intrigued uh, <laughs> by the game film and stuff? How do you keep them uh, focused? Question. Oh, do we yeah, well, we, oh, there we you go. At, yeah, great question, John. Uh, hope you're enjoying the change in weather up north, uh, up in Oregon. Thanks for checking in. Um, we, I would say they'll watch it, but it, it, we take it on as coaches of our job to break it down for them. And so um, if a guy really wants to dive in and sit and watch a bunch of film, uh, we've got our team room set up now, and it's great. They can do that at lunchtime, and um, they do. But, but as far as deep, deep dive into it, it's, it's on the coaches and, and we try to break it down for them because yeah, they got a lot going on. And um, we, tr- so we try to make it simple for them. This is what to look for. This is how they're going to scheme us. This is how they're going to block, uh, block us, try to block us on offense, scheme us on defense. These are their best plays. And, and then uh, we prepare off that a scouting report for them. So they can kind of just thumb through that. And uh, we might highlight a few plays on film just to show them, but it's, it's really the coaches doing most of it on that and just kind of getting the, the important points, the key points to the guys. Cause yeah, they're not, they're not going to remember it anyway. And so, <laughs> and so um, yeah, they're just getting them the key important plays and, and a key important points that, that we need to focus on for the week. Um, that's really our job as coaches. So coaches watch a lot more than the players, obviously as, as we should. And um, yeah, but the guys do a good job picking up the points that we need to do in general. No, that, that makes sense to me. Like you, your coaches, it trickles down. Hey, D-line, yeah. talk to these guys. This D-line coach, talk to these guys about what you saw specifically. Just coach them up. There's no reason for everyone in the room to watch it, defensive yeah. line stuff or secondary stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Spreading it out. Okay, well, uh, thank you, John Lee, for a, a quick question there regarding uh, game film. Now, Mark, my, I love these voicemails. We, get, we have two of them this oh. week. I, I love the voice okay. messages, uh, like callers calling in. Hopefully more fans out there will participate but we have uh, two questions. One is directed towards you really mm-hmm. about uh, your coaching style and such. And then another is uh, towards uh, the players themselves. Kind of, I'll let you uh, listen to them. But our first question comes from Rhonda prep alum, Dave Ramos, uh, stud football player, CIF champion class of 1997 CIF champ in 96. So uh, here player. you go. Great yeah. player. Oh man. That Ramos family. Here is a, yeah. a question for you, coach. What up, GHS fam? This is Dave Ramos. Shout out to all the RHP alumni out there. Coach Carson, I wanted to ask you, coaching is difficult in and of itself, but what's the one thing that you struggle with the most as a coach on the field? And what have you done to help improve yourself in that arena? Thanks, Dave. Great question. Man, going deep here. Um, first of all, yeah, the Ramos boys, Dave and Jason, um, couldn't find a nicer couple dudes, you know, super nice guys. But on the football field, man, those dudes, man, I could just, I'm just flat, have plays flashing through my mind. And uh, they were just awesome players. So, yeah, they're both around kind of when my sister was in the school, I had just graduated. But, so I remember seeing all them play. And, just amazing football players. Thanks, Dave, for checking in. Man, love that question. I'm trying to stall, give myself a little time to think about it. Um, so, man, I just just to be honest with the RHP uh, family listening, it's for me the biggest struggle as, as a coach is um, dealing with the anxiety of game week. And and, um, and uh, it's, it's something, you know, I've had to 
you know, kind of struggle with in that I get so worked up and, um, you know, I want to win so bad as, as men, as competitors, we want to win to begin with, but, but, um, as a coach at RSP football, I feel, a, uh, I feel a weight of responsibility, um, to our alumni parents, of course, but mainly to the guys, you know, to get it right and, and to prepare them as thoroughly as possible. And so I'm just usually a nervous wreck, you know, and I've even had times where uh, a couple of years ago where, um, you know, my heart rate was going faster and, and I, you know, I had to like go to, and I was just like, man, I got to figure this out. And cause I can't, I can't, I love doing it. And it's so much fun, you know, especially on Friday nights, but I can't, I can't live and walk around like this. And so um, what I did to kind of solve that. And as a coach, Dave, I think you would maybe um, recognize this or appreciate it was to make myself a checklist and literally it's a, a huge checklist. And I go through that during practice game day um and i'm checking them off right and it's been on my phone long checklist of what i got to do every week and during the week and um that's really helped me kind of just stay on top of things and and stay in the moment stay calm and go man okay i did everything i need to do right i did my checklist i prepare like i need to prepare um and then on you know on top of that just the great support system i think um is important and so my wife uh, Claudia, who actually just walked by out here, um, is, is amazing. She gets it. Um, and then, and then, you know, uh, great coaches I have around me who, who are, just, we're always talking, whether it's, you know, at practice or we see each other just around campus, go to lunch or whatever. Uh, we're always bouncing ideas off, talking football, talking about the guys, um, that kind of helps bring me down. And then, and for me, it's almost like a, uh, um, a spiritual challenge as well you know it's like you know the bible tells us in uh philippians 4 13 you know i can do all things through christ and that's that's not a doesn't mean you're a superhero but it means you can get through everything and so it's like to me it's like hey mark you've done everything you're supposed to do just put it in god's hand go out there let it rip have fun and so man long answer day but i hope that kind of helps you that's been my biggest really biggest struggle as a coach i think and um and uh, that's kind of how I deal with it. So stress levels, go. of course, man, of coaches, you know, at the NFL, those guys are working the 70 hour weeks and they, you know, they, they always have some health issues. So yeah, Mark, stay healthy, man. We need you. <laughs> so it sounds like organization is a good thing. Organization will, yes. will help. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think we got it in hand. Yeah. I think we got it. Yeah. Just try to be super organized and everything and practice and how you practice, how you prepare and, and then uh, just go enjoy it. You know, it's yeah. like, well, you know, Dave's yeah. Dave's asking, you know, some of these past few weeks questions, Steve Allman last week or whatever week that was, you know, these, these guys are coaching youth football also. So they're, they're trying to get some yeah. pointers too. So yeah, happy yeah. to help yeah. fans out there. I told you these questions could be about anything you want uh, with coach Carson. Yeah. Okay, Mark, we got one more question from RHP proud alum, uh, Paul Clark. Let's uh, get to that. Ready? Here we go. Such as Greg Boinder. Oh, let's start Schultz, that over. I knew it Dominic. couldn't go perfect. There we go. <laughs> Coach, we've seen past players from old Rio Hondo prep teams such as Greg Boinder, Norm Schultz, Don Bedoya, uh, Joe Parker. We've seen players that, that have that Rio Hondo prep factor, that next level mentality uh, out there on the football field. Who would you say best compares to uh, one of those players uh, from this year's roster? Great question, Paul. I'm assuming, you know, to me, I mean, maybe you took it another way, Mark, but to me, it's like, you know, think of real Hondo prep football, man, that's a, that's a real Hondo prep football player. You might have a, a long list yeah. of guys here, but anyway, uh, your answer. Well, our goal is, is to, yeah, is to ingrain in all our guys by the time they're seniors, they have that it factor. Um, whether we do that or not, I'm not sure, but I think we do a pretty good job, but it's, I think it's a lot of our guys would have it and it's, it's something they're carrying the tradition and of, of all the great teams, all the great players. Uh, PC was one of those. He had it. Um, thanks PC for the question. So I think all our guys feel that um, and it's a good way. It's a good, good pressure of expectations that, that they got to go perform. They got to represent the great lineage of RHP football. And, and um, it's really, I think it comes down to toughness, man. I think that's what you're talking about. Just being tough. And that's something that we hope coming through our program that they have it. And um, you don't want to let your teammates down. You're going to play super hard. You're going to stay on the field um, as long as you can. You're going to stay in the fight as long as you can. 
And that's really, I think, typifies the it factor. If I did, man, so many of our guys this year, if I guess if I have to pick one, I would say Calvin Johnson, who um, is not the biggest guy. He's not really fast, not necessarily super athletic, um, but he's an awesome football player, you know, and he's, he's total team guy, um, has worked really hard to, to make himself a good player and do whatever it takes. And, and you can 100% rely on him. And that's, to me, that's one of the great character traits of RHP football players now and in the past going all the way back. And as they carry it through their adult life, it's like, you can rely on them. And, um, you know, I think so that's kind of lost nowadays. And, and, but I think as, as alums ourselves, we know we can rely on each other. And, um, that is something that is so valuable. And I think that's the RHP it factor, you know, um, you, you can rely on this guy 100%. And, and I think that's the coolest thing, all those names you mentioned, and I'm sure they've carried it forward into their adult lives. And it's, I think it's really cool. Well, if you're not ready to strap on a helmet right now, like I am, something's wrong with you, man. That was uh, great stuff, Mark. I'm ready to go, ready to go if you need me, but uh, that's great. Great answer. Absolutely. Calvin Johnson was on the show last week and and a lot of fun or two weeks ago chatting with him. Uh, Mark, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy morning, Sunday morning. Of course, we'll get more questions from fans next week. Uh, You guys are two home games remaining Rancho Christian and viewpoint. Uh, and then we'll see what happens after that. But um, yeah. I know you got to go, so I don't want to take too much of your time. But yeah. uh, Rancho Christian, right this week, uh, home game. Yeah, good team. Um, an alumni who lives out there knows their program well. Says they have some transfers who have become eligible, and so it, it might be a better game than than the records might indicate. So, um, and I think they're they're planning to build some build a program out there, and so uh, it'll be a fun night. Um, and this is our postponed homecoming, so. Uh, if you want to come and see the homecoming festivities, uh, come on out um, Friday night. It'll be fun. Yeah, Rancho Christian of Temecula make, making the uh, the long trip up up to uh, Rio Hondo Prep. Two and six on the season, but as you you mentioned, uh, don't let the record fool you. So homecoming game should be a blast for uh, alum to come out. And, uh, you know, only two more guaranteed, uh, well, home games right. anyway. So uh, fans, enjoy it while you can. And we'll be back next week talking about uh, that game. And uh, more Real Hondo Prep football uh, questions and topics and different things. So, Mark, thanks again uh, for joining me this Sunday morning. Enjoy the Dodger game. Enjoy your weekend. And have a good week of uh, prep for Rancho Christian. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in. Always appreciate uh, the time spent with my good friend, Mark Carson, the head coach of the Real Hondo Prep football team. Yeah, Mark, you know, don't put too much stress on yourself. We, we, we know you care. We, we love that you care. But, you know, relax, be able to, you know, decompress a little bit, whatever, whatever, you know, go hit some golf balls or something. I don't know, whatever you got to do. No, all, all kidding aside, uh, you know, we know how much Coach Carson cares and the entire staff. And uh, those are some great questions from some alumni. I, I love doing that. I love hearing from you guys because it kind of means people are listening. I know people are listening, but it, it means uh, you guys are interested and intrigued and you guys are a part of this show. It's not just me. It's it's you guys out there. So thank you to. Paul Clark, John Lee, and Dave Ramos for uh, sending in some questions and topics for us and for Coach Carson specifically. Okay, now it's time to bring on uh, our another featured guest this week, uh, another senior. I've been doing this for about a month now. We've talked with seniors the past few weeks. We're like 10, 15 minutes or so uh, towards the end of the show just to get their perspective, hear uh, what it's like behind the face mask, if you will. So uh, today we're going to be joined by Royal Young a senior lineman for Rio D line O line uh, does it all. He's the man in the middle, as coach Carson said. So really looking forward to this conversation with uh, this week's senior Royal young. Okay. We're now joined by another senior from the class of 2022. I should say that's hard to, hard to remember, but anyway, uh, Royal young is our guest today, a senior lineman for the real Hondo prep football team plays on both sides of the ball, right in the middle of the action as a center and a D lineman. So a uh, lot, lot of trench warfare conversation today. Royal Young, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me on. How are you doing this morning? Uh, you guys are seven and one, probably feeling good after a, a nice win over Brentwood. Oh, yeah, I'm doing great. Really did, happy uh, about that win. 
Yeah, right. It was a nice, not too, not too bad of a bus ride. Uh, you know, a good win on the road. Mm-hmm. Royal, what, uh, what uh, do you like better? You play on both sides of the ball. Most Real Hondo guys do, uh, but you, you're in the middle of the action. You play center, you play defensive line. Um, if you had to pick, which one do you enjoy better? Uh, probably center because it's a little bit less stressful because if you mess up once, they're not just going to get a 40 yard run. And hmm. I'd say <laughs> defense is more fun though, because you get to go get tackles, but the less stressful ones offense. That's interesting because you, you as a center, you're touching the ball. I mean, uh, it, it all starts with you. I mean, if you make a mistake, uh, you know, things aren't, aren't clicking well. So that's interesting that, that the defense is, is a, or offense is less, less pressure. Defense is a lot of fun. I agree. Uh, you, you've had a great year so far, Royal. Uh, I'm looking here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, two and a half sacks on the season. You had a, a sack on Friday night. I looked at the, the tape with coach Carson and uh, t- tell me about that play. What do you remember about it? Uh, I think that was one where me and I think Paul stunted. So I came to the middle and then because I started outside, I came to the middle because we switched and then, oh, quarterback's right there. Just jump on him real quick. Plays over. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I think you owe your, your buddy Paul uh, maybe a, a Coca-Cola or, or something because he took on three blockers, really, and freed you up for the sack. I'll buy him something, dude. I mean, I owe him. I mean, <laughs> no, you guys, he, he does a great job. You do a great job. I mean, it's, is it kind of fun playing alongside of him and, and Ryan McCullough kind of, you guys are the three main linemen, just kind of, you don't really care who gets the, the credit as long as you guys are, are uh, stopping that, that offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all pretty close. So we have a pretty good like bond on the line. So there's never really any like competition between us about who gets more tackles. It's just teamwork. Absolutely. Great stuff. Indeed. Uh, you got 27 uh, tackles on the season and I mentioned two and a half sacks. So uh, is it, is it fun kind of make like when you do sack the quarterback, that's gotta be uh, you know, big time play. You feel like you're just, all right, we took the wind out of their sails. Right. I mean, take me through the emotion when you get, when you get that big sack. Uh, I just feel really satisfied. Like I did my job because I get back there, sack them for five yards. They're now back five yards. Everyone's all celebrating for me. I'm like, Let's go, dude. Yeah, <laughs> fire the team up. Uh, now, on the offensive side of the ball, you're the center and, and you know, a great offensive line. You guys really, uh, you make it look easy for Jonathan Guerrero, for Gio Ortega. From, I mean, you guys, you open up some huge holes. They get all the press clippings and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's really you guys up front who uh, do the damage and then JG just carves them up. <laughs> Does, does he ever, does he ever, uh, I mean, does he give, do those running backs, they give you guys plenty of love, those, those linemen, do you guys feel appreciated? Oh yeah, they definitely do. Sometimes looking back to the huddle and be just be like, oh, great block and no line. I'm like, that was me. Let's go. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, they definitely give us the credit. So there was a play late in the game. Um, I think it was a bone coach said it was a bone formation, just a power run to the right, maybe a blast. I'm not sure the exact phrase of uh, terminology, but you guys just absolutely dominated the Brentwood's uh, defensive line and the defenders there. The O-line just huge surge, knocked them all into the end zone. Jonathan just walked in. I mean, that had to feel good, right? Oh, it feels great. You just feel like you did your job perfectly and you score for it. It's a great feeling. Total domination. Now, now being in the middle of the action, you know, being the center, being the D lineman, I mean, you're getting hit every play. You're hitting every play. I mean, do you, you, you like that physicality? You like having that kind of constant action, constant hitting? Yeah, I do. It's really enjoyable. That's kind of what football is to me. That's kind of what I've been, I've always been doing O-line, D-line. So that's kind of what I enjoy about football. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and I like, like about football is that the fact that you can go out there and be physical uh, and, you know, unleash those, those uh, tendencies and such. Uh, you can't do that in, in real life. You got to play football to, to do that. So that's, that is uh, cool to hear. Uh, I want to ask, well, before I ask you another question, you know, I got to tell you, uh, Royal, I've watched you a lot on film and where you stand out is not just, you know, physically inside and making the tough plays, but there's some extra effort there, whether it's chasing the quarterback, whether it's uh, running after the ball, just extra effort that even when you guys give up a big play, I mean, it's guys like you who are running down the field, uh, running to the football. Is that something that coach Carson is constantly preaching to you guys? Uh, yeah, he is. And also it's just kind of something I just think of myself, like if I run, if I run with the runner, there might be a chance I could just get my arm out and stop another tackler from getting to him. Or 
if I'm chasing the guy from behind on defense, I, he might cut back and I can hit him. So yeah, that's kind of my mindset there. You, you know, you can't go wrong hustling. I mean, if you hustle, you, you, you put an effort on, on a play at the end of every play, you should, you, you shouldn't have to ask yourself, did I, did I give my best on that play? Did I, did I put my most effort in it? Uh, you, you always do. And, and it, it definitely shows on film. So keep up the great work there. Uh, Royal, uh, did you play in care youth league and, and who were some of your coaches? When did you start care youth league? Okay, I started back in first grade. My first few coaches were Pete Clark, Mr. Johnson, Rick Johnson. Uh, let's see who else. Mr. Hanna, uh, Ryan Horton. Those are the first few I can remember. Nice, nice. And and did you fall in love with, with football uh, right away, playing in Cary Youth League as a young kid? Mm, not right away. I wasn't super good at it at first. I was kind of shy from hitting. Mm-hmm. So it took maybe a year or two, but then I started liking it. So what changed? What what made you kind of realize, hey man, this this game of football is actually pretty fun? When I got better at it, mostly, <laughs> I think just when I started getting used to hitting, I once I found my niche when I started playing center. That's just when I started getting used to it, and that's when I started liking it. So nice, very nice. Well, uh, you talked about some great coaches there in Cary Youth League. Um, uh, you know, some some great leaders for sure. Uh, one coach in particular that you work with a lot or works with you, I should say, is uh, Coach A.J. Corsini. A.J. was uh, two years younger than me, an outstanding football player, uh, just in the middle of the action, kind of an undersized, tough guy, just an uh, incredible football player. And now as a coach, he coaches the, the D-line mostly. Uh, you know, he brings a certain energy to you guys. I feel like he's always screaming his head off. What's it like playing for Coach Corsini? Uh, it's pretty fun. He's a good coach, and he's got a lot of intensity, though, like, if you mess up, you're going to hear about it. But I think in general, he, he's a good coach. He's fun to play with. <laughs> but if you if you do well, you're also going to hear some high praise from him, I got to imagine. Maybe a, a chest bump or something, too. Yeah, for sure. He also gets really hyped when you do something well. So that kind of bounces out. <laughs> right, right. High energy guy, for sure. I mean, yeah, you, he, he pushes you guys. You can see it. Um, because the game really is won in the trenches. You can have all the touchdowns and fancy runs and you know interceptions but it's all about it all starts in the middle and and I think coach Corsini knows that and he's going to get the very best effort from you guys uh because yeah and I've seen him you know get knocked around too doing those (laughs) fancy chest bumps or whatever he does so he 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 goes flying so he's a fun guy to play for I gotta imagine um Royal talk to me about your group of seniors you guys have an outstanding group of guys a few of them have been on this podcast already you guys have played together a long time what is it like playing with the uh, the senior class of 2022? Uh, it's really good, actually, because I've known a lot of these people for like whew, over 10 years. So it's been a long time. And it's really great finally all coming together to play varsity football because we most of us played in cares and we were on different teams all the time, though. So it's really cool finally seeing our class come together, play varsity football together and hopefully taking home a dub. So nice. Nice. It, Did you it's been great? when you guys were kids kind of growing up playing on different teams and then even in junior high, you played on the same team. I mean, was it fun kind of looking up to the real Hondo prep football program and thinking, man, one day we will be there. Yeah, it was like, I go to the games and be like, wow, that's going to be me sometime. And yeah. <laughs> it was. So who was, uh, who do you remember looking up to any players uh, when, when you were maybe a junior high kid or something and looking at some players on the varsity team and going like, man, uh, that guy, that guy uh, is fun to watch. Uh, not that I can remember. I didn't really talk to most of the high schoolers back then. So yeah, yeah I'm, I can't think of any. No worries. Ones. No worries. There are, there've been a lot of great players and sometimes we don't, we don't uh, know all of their names and everything, but I think that's one thing that's really special about Rio is you go from a kid being a kid to a junior high kid. And you're just, you're looking up to these varsity guys. And then before you know it, you're one of those varsity guys, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're someone that kids are looking up to, uh, do you, do you coach uh, in the care youth league program or coach a, a youth team? Yeah. I've been coaching for since seventh grade. I think right now I'm coaching, uh, fifth and sixth graders. Okay. And, and is that fun for you? Do they come to your games, uh, come to your game and cheer you on? Oh uh, yeah, they do actually. Nice. Especially temple city. Like I had my entire team there. It was super fun. Oh, that's awesome. And it's, it's gotta be a blast to play. It's fun to play every week, but when the, the, the boys you coach are at the game watching you, I mean, that's gotta get, give you a little extra juice, a little extra energy, right? Oh, for sure. Like I'll, I'll hear them yell my name on the sideline. I'm like, okay, this sucks for you, I guess. Yeah. 
<laughs> because they're watching closely royal they're watching they're saying you know coach coach royal uh, tells us th- these things tells us to do these things let's see if let's see if he's gonna do it right yeah for sure <laughs> i'm just trying to make sure all my form is right because i tell them to get on this stuff all the time so yeah <laughs> holding you accountable that's great stuff well uh those kids one day will be playing real hondo prep football uh and they'll have someone looking up to them it's it's the cycle that is a uh, RHP football. What, what has it meant to you, Royal, uh, now that you're a senior to put, I mean, there's other sports we know there's other things at real Hondo to do electives and things, but football's always been special. What's it meant to you to, uh, to play real Hondo prep football? Hmm. Let me think about that. I don't know. I just think, I feel like it's like the culmination of my entire life playing football. Cause I've been playing for like 10 years since second grade, I think. And it's just really satisfying. Finally, again, coming in, and playing a full season of varsity football. And that just means a lot to me because it's been something I've been doing for a long time, kind of preparing for this almost, you know? Very, very well said. And you're right. I mean, after, you know, last year, you know, you guys had the shortened season. So you, you, you couldn't, you, I, I definitely see a, a, a different attitude with you guys this year, not taking it, uh, taking it for granted, going out there and enjoying every single game. Uh, because last year was so disappointing with the shortened season. So a uh, few more games left to play. Hopefully a few more after that. We'll see what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. But but Royal, when when high school is uh, is done for you in, in the spring, um, I always ask the seniors this, like, what are some of the things you're thinking after high school as you go out into the crazy world of life? Okay, so just going to go to college. I think I'm going to start at Rio Honda Community College because there's a program I want to do there for engineering. So that's my plan. And then I plan to transfer out after two years and I have no idea what's going to happen after that, honestly, <laughs> just winging it. Yeah. Hey, you got time, man. You got some time. That That's cool. Uh, sounds like you got a good starting point. Uh, you want to study, what'd you say? Engineering? Yeah. Okay. Good for you. Any, any thoughts on, uh, on, you know, a career or anything like that? Not yet, really. I heard civil engineering is good because it's like a government job, but dude, I have no idea yet. I'll have to see. No worries, man. Hey, you're, you're, well-spoken guy you uh you got a good head on your shoulders and before you get to all that adult stuff man enjoy the the last few games uh, as a as a real hondo prep football player because it's special it goes by fast and i gotta tell you for us alum we all wish we could go back and and put on that chin strap buckle that chin strap one more time uh we're not going to but uh, all we can do is kind of live through you guys so uh, enjoy the rest of the season thank you keep working hard man thanks for stepping on uh coming in the program we're, we're watching you. We're rooting for you. And uh, yeah, man, keep, keep, keep dominating the trenches uh, that like you've been doing the past few weeks. Okay. Thanks for having me. You got it. Take care, Royal. See ya. Big thanks to Royal Young for coming on the show. That was a lot of fun talking to him about his real Hondo prep football experience. Uh, another senior, uh, a senior of the week. I don't know what we're going to call it yet. Maybe behind the face mask, uh, some, some type of, uh, some type of uh, fancy phrase or fancy uh, title. We'll come up with something, but uh, it's been a blast talking to these guys. And I hope the alums out there uh, can appreciate talking to, to the high school guys and, and remembering back to your, to your playing days. I, it still feels like yesterday to guys like me, but it's been a lot longer, a lot longer than, than yesterday. So Royal young, great young man. Just another example of the, uh, the young man at real Hondo prep, the, the men that they're producing and wish him nothing but, uh, luck, uh, best of luck along his journey after high school. But yeah, guys, to those seniors out there, enjoy every snap, enjoy every practice. I mean, it, it's, it's going so quick and once it's over, it's over. So, uh, keep making us proud, keep working hard. We're rooting for you guys and just really excited about, uh, more and more real Hondo prep football success out there. So coach Carson, thank you for coming on the program. Appreciate the questions and topics from our listeners, Paul Clark, John Lee, and Dave Ramos. I always encourage you guys Send in those questions and topics. If you want to email us, if you want to send in a voicemail, uh, it's it's fun having those voices heard here on the podcast. Uh, Friday night, Rio plays uh, Rancho Christian, a home game. The homecoming festivities will be uh, in, in full swing, full motion there on Friday night. So uh, get there early. I'm sure it'll be a crowded environment there at, at Care Park. So uh, two games left, Rancho Christian this week, and then Viewpoint the following Friday. Uh, your last couple chances to see the real Hondo prep football team. We are have our fingers crossed for, for a playoff berth. We'll see what happens on the selection Sunday after the final game of the season. And we will be 
podcasting, broadcasting, all of that uh, as it happens in real time. So I will keep you guys posted of those things, but uh, we'll be back next Monday for, again, uh, a fun conversation with head coach Mark Carson, recapping the game and also previewing the upcoming game and just talking about the Rio Hondo Prep Football Program. That's what we do here on Mondays on the Get Home Safe podcast. Uh, Wednesday, I'll be back for a short 30, 40 minute uh, reaction show. Just me, just talking about uh, sports from the weekend, some NFL, maybe some hockey, some fighting, boxing, whatever, just to college football. We'll uh, just do a brief reaction uh, to the sports from the weekend. Of course, playoff baseball, the Dodgers, uh, this will be out Monday, but the Dodgers play game two tonight, Sunday night. Uh, so they got to even up that series to make it interesting here uh, this week. A busy week of sports. As that's the way we like it and can't wait to uh, to chat about it on Wednesday. On Friday, I have a great guest already recorded, ready to go. Uh, we're going to be joined by high school sports reporter James Escarciga. Had a great conversation with him last week. He is a big fan of the Rio Hondo Prep football program. He was recently at the Campbell Hall game does some great articles about the real hondo prep football program so he'll be on to chat more rio football kind of a bonus uh, rio episode rather than just the monday show you get an extra dose of it on friday so uh, don't you don't want to miss that he gives high praise to the program and we talk about how maybe the rio program uh, compares to other schools uh, in the area and stuff like that so fun conversation with james escarciga you don't want to miss that on friday and uh, if you miss my show Wednesday, just me reacting to sports and my random thoughts, I get it. It's all good. It's not that exciting. It's just a chance for me to vent, really. But the Monday shows, Real Hondo Prep Football, and the Friday episodes, a long-form interview with, with a guest, those are kind of what, uh, what makes the show operate and makes everything tick. But uh, and, until then, guys, uh, we'll, we'll be back for you Monday with a, uh, excuse me, today is Monday, man. I'm already, I'm see, I'm all over the place. Uh, I'll be back Wednesday with my reaction show and Friday, James Escarciga have already recorded some great episodes on Fridays with some outstanding guests already line those up for the next few weeks. So, uh, going to continue to put those out on Fridays, but anyway, guys, enjoy your week, go Dodgers, go Kings, go Rams, of course, and go real Hondo, go have another great week of preparation and hopefully another win on Friday. I'll be back Wednesday guys. And if you are not with us, please join us on Friday. But guys, until then, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.